I was a brand new empty nester last year. And most days I was adrift and rattled, everything was whacked. My career had slowed down, you know, of course. I expected that. It had melted away into a routine of driving my child to school every day. And the new management skills that I was forced to acquire in order to become an effective parent, they're still strong. Because just to feed one kid alone left me feeling incapable of doing anything else. I am not a food-loving, cooking type. And I did a lot of that. And thinking continually about this little person's health and well-being, I mean thinking about her all the time, about someone else. And then, of course, there's that landslide of school forms that absolutely have to be filled out on the computer, on time. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> the mental exhaustion stemming from just the hugeness of all of that caring and, <laughs> and feeling for someone helpless and little. It's ruinous. And then, then to be jettisoned into this sea of sorrow when the kid goes to college and all that stuff that I just wanted to be free of, I'm just missing desperately. <laughs> motherhood, motherhood, it's evaporating. I thought there would be relief in the empty nest and it's just no fucking fun at all. <laughs> and it had just left me stranded on the edge of loss and the insult of aging. Because for late in life moms like myself, empty nest coincides just perfectly with the further humiliation of getting old. <laughs> One of my toes is starting to cross over the other. That's because my feet are decaying and I cannot see anymore. Everyone is just mumbling all of the time. Normal conversations with me? No, no, they're shouting matches. And there, there goes my kid. She's flush with youth. Her life, it's big, it's beautiful, and she's so far, far away from me. Well, on the other hand, if my daughter could speak right now, she would say, Mom, I am at UCLA. <laughs> that is just, it's just 20 minutes from home, and you see me all the time, it's true, and we're texting. These are the facts. <laughs> But I tell you, the facts don't match the feelings. I am hearing the closing bell of her childhood. I know what's going on. I know that I'm very well read. <laughs> so consequently, in acceptance, I'm looking around at all of my new freedoms. I'm wanting something that's just totally out of my original orbit. Exotic travel, building a cabin, grad school. I'm researching it. I'm meeting people. I'm into it. It's wonderfully possible. And then what do you think happens to me? I get a proposal of marriage. <laughs> yeah, my boyfriend, Bill, he is the father of this child that I'm talking about. He's the man that I live with. When he got down on his knee to propose, down on his knee, <laughs> I thought he was tying my shoe. <laughs> married, married, what, what? 
Why now when I'm just being clobbered by this empty nest thing? Why didn't he want to get married when I was pregnant, which was a thousand years ago? <laughs> the idea of marriage would have been then just thrilling. I mean, having a family together and how comforting to have a partnership starting in those early years. But we did not get married. Oh, no, no, no. We broke up instead. And now, two decades later, he wants to get married. And he's so happy about it. And I tell you, I'm stunned. Because all I really feel is very angry. <laughs> I thought, well, obviously, this can't be true. I'm not angry. I mean, how could I be angry? That breakup was a lifetime ago. We clearly have reconciled. We are back together. It took a while. We worked things through. We've been living together as a family for over 10 years. So it's been good. It's been pretty good. It's been right. It's been good. <laughs> But then in those weeks after he proposed to me, I felt very unsettled. I was upset, I was baffled. I loved him, yeah, since ever first seeing him, so handsome. And we have this family, which was my deepest desire. But the feelings are not matching up. Now he proposed in Greece, we were on Delphi, above the temple of Apollo. It's beautiful. He took a lot of care with that plan. So come on, Lucinda, come on. What is the matter with you? I'm looking down at him, and at that very moment, I'm deciding to exhume all of the corpses of all of my old resentments. I'm gonna slither right back into that. But I've dealt with it, I've dealt with it. I feel such compassion for him, I do. But God help me, I just don't see myself in this. I am not his wife. I'm a single woman with a kid who has just left home. She is my illegitimate baby. <laughs> she was unplanned, she was unexpected, and she was so very wanted. And now, if I marry her dad, what will change? Is that gonna make her legitimate? <laughs> Does anybody know the legal stuff behind that? <laughs> because it's important. Could it be that marriage will just erase all of those years of going it alone when Bill did not have my back? Couldn't overcome his fears, the baby me, whatever, who knows, who cares? But I did handle it all alone, and I excelled solo with my little girl. I survived. I did a super job. <laughs> And now, I'm just afraid that I'm going to lose credit. <laughs> because that is my identity, that is my story, and I love that story. I don't wanna let it go, and I don't wanna get married because I think I might actually still be mad at him for leaving 20 years ago. And I think he's going to come out of this looking really good. <laughs> and it's going to take my history of struggle away. The struggles of a single mom. That's, that's exactly what's made me who I am. Maybe it's ridiculous. I am who I am. It's ridiculous, but it's also very painful. 
So anyway, weeks after Bill proposed, I just well, I wanted to blow my life up, our life, wanted to wreck everything. I'd lose my temper. I'd look over at our sweet little dog and I'd say, why am I saddled with you? <laughs> I just want my baby girl to come back home. And there's Bill and he's so happy and he's larking about and he's telling all of his friends that we're gonna tie the knot. He's so proud and he's doing all the dishes all of the time, all of the dishes. <laughs> So we're in the bathroom one night and we're brushing our teeth together. You know how it goes. And I am not hiding my conflicting feelings, or what he now refers to as my PTSD symptoms. But anyway, Bill, 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 why do we have to marry each other? We're doing fine. And he turns to me and he says, I want to celebrate us all the years because we've done it. We did it. We've done it. You're not alone. I don't care what you feel. I'm here, and just look at what we have accomplished. Hey, let's celebrate. And then he said, I think it's probably about time that you'd be on my health plan. <laughs> so I'm thinking, he is not the same man who left me when I was pregnant. He never left his daughter, and he, maybe unlike me, is the one who is moving forward. So he's changed, and clearly, he does have my back. And that story that I love about myself doesn't fit this moment. In fact, it could even destroy this moment. So I'm going to just fill myself up with forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to forgive myself, I'm going to forgive him and the past, both imagined parts and true, and I'm going to let it be transformed by this fill-up of forgiveness. But a wedding ceremony with people out of the question. And God knows if I'd ever be able to survive the feelings that that one would bring up. So instead, what we did was we headed off to City Hall in Beverly Hills, and we got married on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I scheduled it in the early afternoon so it would fit in between the kids' college classes. And then we still had time for a great lunch. And now we're headed off to our honeymoon in Iran in just a few weeks. It's our first empty nest post-marriage adventure <laughs> together. I'm really looking forward to it, and dare I say, I think the facts are matching the feelings. Oh.